Right, team. So open office Monday, the 5th of September, 2022. Loads of us have gone back to school today. I know we've got some people in uh, China, Hong Kong, Dubai, Scotland, Ireland, who have already all gone back. But a lot of people in the UK have gone back today or went back Thursday, Friday and have had children back today. All a bit of a mixture as it normally is. But hopefully everyone has had an awesome first day. If you're listening to this on the podcast or on playback, Hello, hope you've had a great first day. Tonight's open office, we've got a few things to talk about. And obviously, as always, I want to give you a bit of space to ask your own questions and things. So please do let me know if anything crops up that you know you want to pause, you want to jump in, ask a question, chuck your questions in the chat, and I'll keep up with them as we go. So really brief overview of what we're going to be chatting through today. I think I've squeezed all this in. So what is going to be coming up in September is the first open office of September because of the um, bank holiday Monday last week, was well, end of August, wasn't it really? So this is the first one. So I'm going to talk to you about September, what's happening. Not much happening this month. September is a crazy month for loads of people. So we're not going to put tons of stuff on. You guys simply won't have the bandwidth to, to take loads of stuff on. So we're not going to make it a busy month. We're going to go back to basics breakfasts um for a couple of you who are here live which is awesome gonna literally just chuck some ideas up and you can jot some stuff down to be like dot the dot um i'm gonna send this to you afterwards we're gonna look at balancing boundaries um and basically managing the imposter mindset so a little bit of mindset a little bit of habits i think we've got in here as well and a few sort of bits and bobs i've jotted down all the, all the major things we want to talk through so hopefully there'll be some really useful bits in here any questions that you have now and um, don't come to those umbrellas, chuck them in the chat, because then I can scroll back up and I can get them. So open office, here we go. Coming up in September, like I said, bit of a quiet month for us. On your Sundays, you've got your check-in. Obviously, you can do it any day you want. The um, link is always in your client hub, as you guys know, as you scroll down to the bottom. Reminder, client hub is always best used on a desktop. You can do it on your phone, um, on the desktop. You could do it on a tablet, laptop, whatever, but on um, on, on the web browser, just star the website, keep it as um, your homepage or one of your bookmark pages. Or if you really want to, there is the Kajabi mobile app, but it doesn't have all the functionalities. It's not quite as nice. It doesn't look all pretty as you guys know. I like to make things look all nice and green. And so it doesn't have any of that. So I would always encourage you to use the desktop version as you know the client hub has got loads of updates rolling out this month so keep an eye on that there'll be tons on there mondays as always you get your feedback uh mondays at 7 30 and uh, i think we've got a clear month no bank holidays i don't think we don't think we've got anything to disturb those mondays so 7 30 every monday this month we are here i am away the 13th and 14th but i'm still contactable so i'll still be there the replies might be ever so slightly slower that is next tuesday and next wednesday i think um, so next Monday, completely normal. Then I'm going down to Brighton to see Chantel because we've got loads of stuff to work on for the rewriting wellbeing event. And um, if you haven't got your rewriting wellbeing event ticket yet and you want to come, please, please, please do. That is the 22nd of October. Starts at 10 a.m., goes all the way through to about four or five o'clock, depending on the Q&A and stuff. Then we're all going out for meals and drinks and stuff afterwards. So there's going to be a bunch of people. All of the speakers are going to be there. All of our ambassadors are going to be there. So there's lots of familiar um, education, uh, what was they call it? Teachergram, I think that's the word they use. Clearly, I don't use it enough. Teachergram, personalities and faces. Jen Foster's going, Chantel's come in, Beth from 10 Minute Teachers come in. Don't know if anyone knows um, that Tommy TikTok guy. He's one of our ambassadors. He can't make the day, unfortunately. Um, Teacher with Tig is an Irish teacher tiktoker um loads of people tara from tara's teaching 
Um, Kira from Kira's Classroom, uh, loads, tons and tons and tons of people are going to be coming for that, which is awesome. I've uh, got amazing speakers. It's incredibly priced at 50 quid a ticket. And all of that goes to charity, which is, I, I know, like one, once, you know, all the proceeds go to charity. It's a completely non-profit day. All the speakers are doing it for free. Everything's doing for free. We are making not a penny out of it. In fact, we're putting a lot into it. So if you can come, that'd be amazing. What I would suggest is you go on, and uh, ask your school because it can be classed as CPD because of the type of speakers we've got coming. We've got uh, Simon Bolger from That Wellbeing Guy. We've got Johnny Lawrence, the self-development coach. We've got Dan from Teachers Run Club. Um, who else have we got? Kimberly Wilson. She was on Great British Bake Off apparently in like 2012. I don't watch it. She's a psychiatrist and a nutritionist. And um, we've got Jen Foster. We've got Dan McFarlane, Mr. Mac Making Memories. Um, loads of people loads and loads of speakers it's gonna be an amazing day breakfast lunch brunch um unlimited teas and coffees 50 quid don't think you can really ask for more than that it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome we've got stalls we've got free massage people we've got yoga workshops we've got breathing workshops loads of stuff we've got lanice roberts i believe her surname is who's going to come talk about women's health it's awesome it's going to be absolutely incredible it's all about health and well-being for educators first ever event ever put on like it 400 teachers in St Paul's in London so if you want to come please buy a ticket I'll pop a link um in in the group anyway uh Thursday the 15th and Thursday the 29th we've got two topic trainings coming up haven't quite decided what they're going to be I'm going to see from your next week check-in what the major topics are and then we'll do one of those it'll probably be um going back to nutrition 101 but really practical stuff or it might be winning weight with weight loss or it might be hacking habits from the checking so far, it's kind of what the main ones have been about. Anyway, any questions on that? Chuck it in the chat. Right, here's what I want to kick off, guys, with. So, Momentum Multiplier. If you came to London, and a couple of you did, you have seen a similar version of this. But what I want to do is I just want to really quickly start off with a quick activity about what's going well at the moment. I know we've been back to school for one day. However, there are definitely things from the last week or two that you can pop into this chart. So, me... What's gone well in your life, just personally, with the program, with your health, relationships, whatever. What's gone well? What are you most proud of? What are you most looking forward to? Grab a notepad and pen, get it jotted down, or just sit and sort of think about it in your head. What's gone well with you personally? What are you proud of? And what are you looking forward to? And then one for home. So home life, personal life, social life, and then one for school as well. Okay. I'm just going to pop a um to do, do, do a quick bit of music on just for literally 60 seconds for you to think about off we go So just focus on that top row for me. And if you get to the bottom one, although it's only been a couple of days.
Cool, seems like a good place to stop it. Right, so hopefully you got a couple of things down. If not, you can come back to that once we are done. Just wanna drop a quick quote for today, which I again shared in London the other week. We can't become what we want by remaining what we are. And this is really, really important because you need to let go of something to move forward. It's gonna be completely individual, but everyone here will have something they need to let go of if they want to move themselves forward. It will be an identity. It will be a limiting belief about yourself. It will be a habit that you do. It will be a person that you spend a lot of time with maybe. It might be a colleague. It might be a boundary that you don't have at school that you need to put up that boundary and let go of whatever that activity is that you're doing. There will always be something that you need to let go of if you want to move forward. Now, probably something's probably cropped into your head already from that, but it's really, really good to remember that you can't remain what you are right now and become what you want to become. Right, Sammy, I've got this for you uh, and someone else. Uh, and don't, don't think uh, he's here, but we've been had a, having a few questions about breakfast ideas because breakfast can be a bit of a funny one. We can kind of run out of ideas, run out of steam. You know, there's only so many, so many times you can have overnight oats, really. So what I've done is I've literally just categorized using our food flow that we always use protein first, then fruits and veggies, carbs and then fats. OK, so again, um, we've got loads of options here. There's way more than I could squeeze on here, but I wanted it to be visible to you. So you could add the heck chicken Italian sausages onto here. That's great. Um, obviously, there is loads of different fruit and veg you can use. But I thought, what are some of the real sort of common ones? So I'm going to run you through what these are and just touch on a few ideas. And you can pretty much do dot the dot with this. OK, so you could obviously have bacon. You can kind of use bacon medallions. Or if you're like me and you want to be a bit cheap, you can get normal bacon and trim the fat off. If you are veggie or vegan, I believe, you can have the Linda McCartney sausages. Um, if you're veggie, you can obviously have all of all of these except the bacon yeah if you're veggie you can have all of these except the bacon if you're vegan obviously that is a little bit different you can get vegan protein obviously you can get vegan cheese and some other things although the protein intake um for that is, is a bit lower cool so we've got bacon got eating cheese eggs protein powder or pre-made sort of protein shakes high protein yogurts the ala ones are great greek yogurt 0% fat one, you know, we've got the eat lean cheese, loads of those different protein sources. Cool. If you've got any ideas for protein that I haven't mentioned, please chuck them in the chat and I'll call them out for everyone listening to, to, to back on the podcast because we need to share as many ideas as we've got. But here are just some good sort of protein sources. Fruits and veggies, obviously all your berries, all the berries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, currants, red currants, black currants, all the berry type stuff. Obviously tomatoes, vine tomatoes are pretty pretty nice actually uh, a little bit better than a salad tomato um spinach is a great one i'll come back to that in a bit mushrooms also great apples red peppers are pretty good or yellow peppers not the green ones because who likes those carbohydrates probably the easiest thing now the western diet is very carbohydrate heavy which is again not a massive problem for most people however it means that our breakfasts are pretty much always carbs toast with a bit of peanut butter if you're lucky toast and jam toast and butter uh oh that's what i missed didn't have butter in the fat section um toast and butter um what else do we have cereal weetabix granola stuff like that that's normally what a western breakfast consists of however we know that if we want to stay fuller for longer guys we need protein it stays in the stomach for longer digests differently to the others we need um and stabilizes blood sugar we need fiber 
hence some of these like your oats like your brown warbertons like berries and, and other bits and bobs um, so fiber again helps to stabilize um, soluble fiber helps to stabilize blood sugar it's great for feeling full because lots of those foods come with uh, uh, sorry, our fruits and veggies so very high volume foods so they give you gastric stretch one of the ways that we know we're full is gastric stretch literally stomachs stretching of your stomach then the uh, sort of fatty tissue around your stomach releases that hormone we know that lovely leptin that we love which helps us feel full so basically to summarize that science you jargon down eat more protein at breakfast eat some fruits and veggies get your fiber in and then maybe you might do better with reducing carbs a little bit for, for a lot of people so that's kind of where we go wrong we just go carbs for breakfast protein first then your fruits and veggies, then your carb sources. And then again, fats is also are also great for helping you feel full of longer. So again, I don't think I need to explain these, but we've got beans, breakfast muffins, the nimble hovis bread is great. Um, it's like 50 calories per slice. Almond milk, um, apparently it's called al almond milk. I could say almond milk, all almonds. Almond milk, um, oats are great. Bananas, Warburton um, bagel thins, Warburton sandwich thins, or just little ideas to, to pop things in. And then fats, obviously peanut butter, avocado, Philadelphia and like cream cheeses and stuff is great. Olive oil, again, butter, things like that, little drizzle, um, chia seeds, nuts. I didn't put any nuts on there. You know, lots of different things that could, could go on here. Before anyone calls me out on it, yes, avocado would be in the fruits and veggies, but we're trying to make you, we're trying to sort of keep it very simple right just like eggs you could say yes could also be in the fats however it's like one gram more protein than it is fat so technically it's a protein source any questions there guys sammy um i think you're you're here aren't you was that useful in terms of actually using this and how it would work you can kind of like i said do a dot to dot so you could do farge yogurt i think that's how it's pronounced with some berries um don't think you can see my clicker i'm circling the berries then you could add in some oats um, and some almond milk and then you can maybe put a little dollop of peanut butter in there right that could make whack it in the blender make a smoothie you could go for um eggs with a little bit of cheese whisk up the eggs get some muffin cases um cheese in the muffin cases some spinach some mushrooms some tomatoes or peppers put the put the um egg mixture in there put whack it in the oven you get some egg muffins okay you could put some beans on the top to get some carbs in there um, obviously eggs for a fat source as well as a protein source. You could put some avocado on top to help and um, loads of different stuff. You could have breakfast muffins with uh, a, a bacon medallion with uh, a bit of butter on it and some spinach. OK, of course, on a school night, your school morning, you're probably not going to want to have like a full a four star, a five star gourmet restaurant going on in your kitchen where you're having these big convoluted meals. You're going to want something easy, quick and that you can prep. Right. So loads of these ideas will stay fresh in the fridge or you can do what I used to do. Take your bagels to school with you and, um, you know, take a bit of peanut butter to school. With, well, maybe not peanut butter in school because not allergies, um, but, you know, a bit of avocado to school with you and um, butter or whatever. And you could have a bagel thin with some avocado and a protein shake on the side to get your protein in or a protein yogurt on the side or something like that. Does that help, guys? Let me know in the chat. Does that help? Um, cool. Um, Jill says overnight oats for life. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. If uh, if it ain't broke, don't don't try and fix it, right? Throw in a scoop of flavored protein powder in the oats. Um, can uh, in the oats can switch it up if it gets dull. Yeah, that is a good shout. Actually, that is a very good shout. You could have different toppings on there. You could have different flavor protein powders. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, breakfast is a tricky one, isn't it? Because you do run out of ideas pretty quickly. Anyway, take a picture of that, screenshot it, and um, whatever you're doing. There's loads more that we could add to this, but hopefully. If you're not familiar with the food flow, proteins, veggies, carbs, and fats, really easy way to design any meal, pretty much uh, um, fuss-free, fuss-free food flow. So imposter syndrome, what have I got? Imposter syndrome, boundaries, things like that. Now, the big thing I want to remind you all of is that your mindset, what you believe you are capable of, the limiting beliefs that you have, all of that is based on evidence. That's how the human brain works, right? It's based on evidence. Now, that evidence doesn't need to even be factually correct, doesn't even need to have actually happened, but you even subjective evidence of things you think your brain will make as evidence. So, for example, um, you've never played football in your life, and every time you go to kick a ball, you miss it. That's pretty objective evidence that you're not the best at football, right? So that's pretty factual. It's a pretty objective. You're not the best at football. So your belief is, you know, I'm not great at football, all the rest of it. However, if you've got a colleague at work you've never really gelled with, you think they always look at you funny, they, you think maybe they're a little bit sort of, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it politely, really, um, up themselves, I guess is the best, that's what best I can do. You don't know that that person doesn't like you. They never said it. Nothing's ever happened. It's a subjective thing, right? It's your opinion. But because you think it, you, you think you've seen so much evidence, not holding the door for you, not saying thank you, giving you a funny look. You think that that colleague doesn't like you. So your brain is, is correlating that with the evidence. Does that make sense? So the evidence that your brain bases your decisions on, your, your opinions on, doesn't need to be true, which is the annoying thing. Why is this important for imposter syndrome? If you haven't got the evidence that you can do something, your brain is not going to think you can do it, right? If you've not got the evidence that you can stick to eating well for longer than two weeks, all the evidence is stacked against you. Your brain is going to have that imposter syndrome mindset when you are thinking about your food. Okay, that's just the uncomfortable truth. The problem is, is that the only way to build the evidence that you can do it is to start. So all these people, no one here in the team because you're all here with us, but there are lots of people out there who will wait till it feels like the right time, wait until they feel like the person who can stick to it. That's not the point. The point is that you need to do it and fail and do it and fail and do it and fail until your successes outweigh your, your failures, essentially. So the more you do it, the more you will fail in the beginning. But at the same time, the more successes you will see. So it might start off with, one in every three, you you mess up and make a mistake. Then there might be one in every five, then one in every 10, then one in every 20. Then suddenly it's one in every hundred days that you're making a mistake with whatever it is. So to get started, to build up that self-belief, to build that new identity that we talk about so much, you need evidence. And the only way to get that evidence is to do the thing that is tricky, right? What I really, really want to encourage you to do um is to get really comfortable with what you think of as failure. And what I want you to do is I want you to turn that failure in your mind to feedback. It's not failure. Like I said to everyone in London the other day, failure only happens when you give up, right? Failure and defeat 
are two different things. Failure happens as feedback. Something doesn't go right. You forget your lunch. Oh, right, okay, cool. Now I need to put a note on to remind me. Da, 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 da. Failure happens when there is a bump in the road, right? It's a bend in the road. It's not the end of the road. It only becomes ultimate and the end of the road when you stop trying. When you give up altogether, that is defeat. Everything up until that is practice. So I want you to get really comfortable with thinking of it that way. This isn't failure. This is feedback of something I can learn from this situation. And it is practice. I'm practicing. Like I said, one in three, you'll fail. Then one in five, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until it's one in every hundred days. So really get comfortable with that idea. I almost, almost want it because, you know, every time that you slip up or something happens or you, you feel like you've fallen off the wagon or whatever it is, every time that happens, you are now one step closer to be able to sustain this for the rest of your life. And I really, really want you to have that. Just a couple of things when it comes to mindset. Everyone feels like an imposter. Everyone. All the time. Nobody feels comfortable. No one feels super confident. In fact, I spoke to someone today, uh, Johnny Lawrence, our mindset coach. I had, a, I had a session with him and he told me that he genuinely thinks people with imposter syndrome when people, someone has imposter syndrome, it's a really, really good predictor that they are great at what they do because they care. If you care enough to have imposter syndrome, you're probably going to be pretty good at what you do or you're going to keep going until you get really good at what you do. And just bear that in mind, whether it's school, whether it is leading a subject, whether it's with your health and well-being, be, feeling like an imposter means that it's important to you. You're passionate about it. it it's something that is really, really sort of central to your identity. OK, and it also means that you're putting yourself outside your comfort zone. Remember, we've got comfort zone where nothing really happens, the stretch zone where everything happens and the panic zone where we don't really want to get to. We don't want to stretch ourselves too far. Everything happens between the comfort and the stretch zone. Remember that when it comes to that stretch zone, you're only going to get imposter syndrome if you are there. If you're in the comfort zone, you're not going to feel like an imposter because you're not doing anything. You're not trying anything new. You're not pushing yourself. You're not trying to look at your limiting beliefs or anything like that. You're just nice and comfortable and nothing changes in that place. So just by being in the stretch zone, you are put, you're opening yourself up to possibly experiencing imposter syndrome. But like I said, that's not a bad thing. It's quite a good predictor that you're going to do really, really well in whatever it is. Now, we know that usually people try to follow a do have B model when it comes to identity change. They do the habit, they go for a run, they have the result, oh, I've run a couple of 5Ks, and they just expect to magically be the person at the end. Oh, I'm a runner now, right? Or when it comes to nutrition, do the habit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat well for, for a month, have the result, okay, I've lost a bit of weight, hair, skin, nails are looking pretty good, right? Okay, I'm feeling good at myself, my energy's good. And then magically become the person at the end of it. Oh, I can now keep this up for life. That's never going to happen. It's not going to work that way. You don't magically become the person at the end. We want to flip that on its head. And we want to use the be, do, have model. Be the person today. Do what that person would do and have all the results. Reap the rewards. So literally, when you wake up tomorrow, I want you, when you get to bed tonight, I want you to think, what would X person do? And almost as a really sort of visual exercise you can do. Sorry to labor this point, but I think it's really, really important. A really visual exercise that you can do is literally imagine yourself going to a place that you really, really like, the beach, a forest, whatever, and meeting you in six months or meeting you in a year. So you now go and meet that future version of you. 
and ask them questions about what they do every day and ask them how they're feeling and really like visualize this if you want to, if you're into that kind of stuff. I, def- I definitely am. Um, but, you know, visualize meeting that person, ask them questions, really run through it in your head. And all you need to do is make decisions as if you are already that person. And that simplifies so much, doesn't it? It really does make it simple. Okay. X wants to get um, a takeaway tonight, right? But we already had a takeaway last night. What would future me do? Would future me have two takeaways in a row or would future me pop out to the shop and grab something that's quick and easy, but is a bit more nutritionally complete and is a bit more uh, better for my health, a bit more optimal with nutrients. What would future me do? Or not even future me because that puts it off, but what would me 2.0 do, let's just say, and make decisions already like you you are already that person. Literally, you're at a fork in the road. Cast a vote for that you 2.0 don't cast the vote for the old you and pretty much everyone here when I think I've covered all that yeah pretty much everyone here when we first probably spoke together we probably spoke about future a and future b or the future that you didn't want and that's all about bringing awareness that's about you realizing where you are right now before we can start taking action together now when you thought about that future a we blocked it off and you, it's an impassable road now you cannot get down that road we thought a lot about this future b this really exciting vivid life-filled optimal way of living right think about being that person already just really think about it and make the decisions that they would make because basically every decision you make is either going to get you further down that road or it's going to start to chip away at that big pass that we blocked up until unfortunately eventually you'll be able to go down it right cool going back to spectrum thinking because we've got some people here who haven't heard about spectrum thinking before now on the left you've got pretty much everyone in the world 99.99999% of people they are on off thinkers hence the light switch they are black and white thinkers they are good food bad food on the wagon off the wagon they think that there is such thing as a healthy food they think there is such a thing as being on a diet and being off a diet right which is pretty much everyone in the world we know that all food is created equal, pretty much. We know that all food in the world is made up of calories. And we know that in varying quantities, those those calories come from protein, carbohydrates, fats, and the fourth one is is alcohol, but we're not gonna talk about that. So a protein shake, mostly protein normally, bit of carbs, bit of fats, right? On the flip side, a Domino's pizza, loads and loads of carbs, loads and loads of fat, Usually actually a fairly decent chunk of protein, to be honest. No, neither of those foods is good or bad for you. Neither one of those is going to make you healthy or unhealthy if you have it on a one-time basis, right? All foods exist on a scale from less optimal to more optimal. And you decide what that means. So a Domino's pizza, if you have it every single day, is going to be less optimal. Okay, less optimal for your health, your waistline, your bank balance, your your skin because of all the grease and the oil and what else might be more optimal for your social circle if you're always eating it with friends maybe your social health might benefit but maybe not every single day might be a bit too much you might end up winding each other up and it might be less optimal for that as well but you see what i mean all food is on this scale a really clear example that i want to kind of share with you today is a bowl of porridge versus flapjack i've used this with a couple of you and um, someone was telling me not so long ago that they went to a coffee shop and they had a nice big syrup covered flapjack that was something crazy, like 450 calories for a little bit of flapjack. They felt so guilty about it that they then wrote off the rest of the day and they basically um, 
just didn't really think about their nutrition. They had a takeaway, they had a takeaway the next night, went out for a roast dinner, I think. Um, you know, they just drank quite a lot of alcohol. They just, they just threw threw everything out the window, right? Completely. And I've used this with quite a few of you now because it's such a good idea, because such a good sort of picture. That flapjack is made up of oats, maybe some currants and berries and syrup pretty much. And I'm not, I'm not Paul Hollywood, I'm not a great baker, but you know, it's something like that, right? Compare that to a bowl of porridge, which is oats, some berries and stuff on top, and a bit of syrup on top. Two very, very similar foods, similar in nutrients, similar in calories if we change the quantities. Is the porridge oats a good food? And the flapjack a bad food? Or are they just both completely neutral foods? They're just made up of calories. They're just made up of nutrients. And really think about that because when you feel like you're being pulled off the wagon because you had a chocolate bar, you could, again, a chocolate bar is going to have fewer vitamins and minerals, slightly more calories, but you could have had a banana, right? The banana might, might have slightly less um, calories, might have more vitamins and minerals, potassium, stuff like that. But compare, you know, when you compare the two on a one-off occasion, is the chocolate bar that bad? compared to the banana. They've both got quite a lot of sugar in, right? One's got more vitamins and minerals, one's got a little bit less, like I said, it's got a little bit more sort of fats in. If someone ate that, all, if that's all they ate every single day, yes, over time, the chocolate bar is gonna be a very negative thing. But on a one-off uh, one occasion, when you're in the staff room, you grab a chocolate bar, is it enough to make you feel like you wanna give up on your diet? The answer is no, and it shouldn't be, because there is no such thing as a good food or a bad food. Again, I always use the example of um, of a McDonald's, right? I had this discussion with, uh, it was Shana actually. Um, and she said, well, McDonald's is an, is an unhealthy food. And I kind of said, well, really? Cheers, Sammy. Um, I, I said, well, really, when you think about it, if I have a McDonald's once a month, last Friday of the month, payday, whatever, I treat myself to a McDonald's and a nice big milkshake, is that really going to make me unhealthy? That one is that one sort of meal, because that's what we're saying. When we say a food is unhealthy, we're saying that having that food is going to make me an unhealthy person. And that food cannot do that. And it's really, really important to view your food in this way. OK, guys, real quick uh, recap of hacking your habits there. I did not write that on the right. Um. But all of these things are taken from uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which is very much influenced by Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit. And there is a third one, but I keep forgetting what it is. But your habit loops kind of work in this cycle. A cue, that's a signal, a craving, a wanting, a response, the decision you make, and the reward. Either dopam usually dopamine or serotonin, or uh, usually a chemical in the brain. That's the reward mechanism, right? If you want to make a habit really easy, make it obvious, make, put it everywhere, timers, post-it notes, put it on your fridge, leave your water bottle around, get the children to remind you, make it super, super obvious, make it in your face, make it really attractive, make it something you want to do, buy a new pair of leggings, buy a new pair of trainers, get a new water bottle, you want to drink more water, make it sugar-free juice for a little while, right, download your favourite podcast, put a playlist on, buy yourself a new yoga mat, whatever it is, make it something that you're going to look forward to just a little bit more. You're not going to run home from school to do it, but make it something you're a little bit more attracted to. Making it easy then. Don't start by saying, I'm going to do it every day for 30 days. 
Don't start by saying I'm going to have a perfect month. Don't start by setting these massive goals. If you're wanting to get into walking, don't tell yourself you're going to go and do an hour every single morning. Make it 10 minutes. Make it small. Make it simple. Make it the easiest step you possibly can, right? Don't set massive, massive goals. Make it super simple. And then, excuse me, finally, make it satisfying, right? So make it something that you are going to enjoy ticking off. So get yourself a wall planner every time you tick it off cross off a box, massive dopamine hit, great for the brain, great for habits. So make it something you enjoy. Get an accountability buddy because you can text that accountability buddy and say, look, look what I've done. I've done another day. That is so satisfying, right? Okay. I'm going to whiz through guys. We've got a couple more to help you with those habits. So like I just said, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, make it satisfying, right? To make it really, really easy. We need to have a very good environment around us. We need to have a solid environment. So you've got your environment audit, okay? If you haven't got a copy of this, um, just let me know and I will forward it to you. I can also, I think it's in the client hub now, but I will I'll make sure that everyone's got a copy of it. But just drop me a text if you, if you haven't, right? Environments are massively, massively important. Your physical environment, your mental environment, your social environment. I'm missing a comma there. Terrible working for teachers. I'm missing a comma. Um, this applies to all facets of your health, your physical health, your mental health, your social health, your emotional health, financial health, all the rest of it. We don't rise to the level of our expectations and our goals. We fall to the levels of our environments and our systems. So if at home, your social environment, your mental, your physical environment is a very negative place and it isn't set up for success. If you've got a cupboard full of chocolate and that's something you're trying to moderate, you're going to have a really, really tough time being successful with that because you're going to fall to the level of your environment. This is why having a conversation with your better half or siblings or parents or children, whoever you, whoever you live with, having a conversation with them, or if you live on your own, having that conversation with yourself, right, we need to sort out this environment. We need to do this. We need to do that because this is important to me. And this is important to me because it's going to benefit me in X, Y, Z, and it's going to benefit you in ABC. And make sure, remember guys, when we're talking to someone, we are telling them how they're going to be, be benefit, how they're going to benefit, because we all have that selfish thing where we think about ourselves, right? So make sure you communicate how that other person is going to benefit from this. It's not just about you, in their mind, okay? Right. I'm going to skip that one because we've kind of covered all of that pretty much. Negativity bias, confirmation bias. Negativity bias is this brain's um, sort of innate desire to focus on the negative. It's a way to um, preserve us and keep us safe. And the confirmation bias um, is what I talked about earlier with the evidence. Your brain will confirm what you think. If you've got a negativity bias that you, um, uh, I don't know, you give up after week one, right? That's your negativity bias. You've got lots of evidence for that. Your confirmation bias will draw your attention to all the evidence that that is correct. So these are the two biggies that we are uh, fighting against all the time, okay? And I don't think we need to talk about any of that. I think that's okay. Um, just remember though, this is really important. You are the average of what you do. You are not the sum of one day. So you are not that one afternoon that you had an extra large piece of cake not that there's anything wrong with that but just using that as an example you are the whole week right everything stacks up and you take an average you are not the one day very very important and then i've got something else for you as well guys these journal prompts reframing and resetting 
So I've got some some really easy ones that you can sit down with a notepad, do it before you go to sleep. You could do it first thing in the morning. You could just have it on your phone and go out for a walk and think through the answers. Lots of different things that we can do. If you want a simplified version of this, you want the easiest, easiest thing you can um, possibly think of in terms of creating gratitudes, bringing positivity into your mindset. Really, really simple. Three things you ask yourself. What has gone well today? What am I proud of myself for today? And what am I looking forward to today? Okay, really three really simple questions. You could do this three times a day if you really wanted to. I call it the three by three method. I think I made that up myself. Um, what's gone well this morning? What am I proud of this morning? What am I looking forward to this morning? Again, you could do it in the afternoon. What am I proud? What's gone well this afternoon? What am I proud of? What am I looking forward to? This is great with the children as well. Like doing this as they're lining up at the end of the day, particularly at the start of the year, brilliant. Getting them to spot a positive from their day, something they're proud of, they'll struggle with that, as will you, and something that you're there looking forward to the next day. Really good. Works great with you. Works great with everyone because we're all human, right? Anyway, team, that is me done for my rambles. Does anyone else have any other questions for me or anything I can possibly help with? Anyone? I think I've got that covered pretty much. I'm not going to go into the third one today. We'll come back to that another time. Anyone got any questions or anything else? That was a speedy one tonight. And I think I've covered pretty much everything that you guys have asked in your check-ins. No questions. We're all good. Excellent. Means I've not done a terrible job of going through that. All good. All good. Good to go back over things. All good. Excellent. Fantastic, guys. Right. Well, I'm going to leave you there. I'm not going to take up any more of your evening. It is quarter past. It's already been 45 minutes, which is spot on. A little bit too long. Next time will be a little bit quicker, I think, guys. Anyway, cheers for joining me. If you're listening to this on playback, thank you for listening, for watching, however you're consuming this. If you need any of those journal prompts or the um, environment audit, give me a shout, drop me a message, and I'll catch you soon. See you later. Have a lovely dinner, Jill. Night, everyone. See you soon.